October 12th, 2022. October 12th, 2022. Here we are at Lawyer Talk Roundtable slash Common Sense Ohio. We are still in the slash Common Sense Ohio because we haven't made the full shift over to Common Sense Ohio. It's like changing lanes. It takes a you know quarter mile or so with your blinker on, and then you got to straddle the lane, make sure there's no traffic in the way, uh, and then you can make your move, and it becomes ultimately Common Sense Ohio. What is Common Sense Ohio? That's going to be the new iteration of the roundtable where we are taking on all topics, Ohio and sort of worldwide nationally. And, and why Ohio, you might ask? Well, because we are uh, right from the middle is the slogan. Right from the middle. So ponder that for a while. I'm sure you'll see all the double entendres and that's what we're uh, all about. And, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but in uh, what is common sense? Well, you have it. Trust me, you do. You may have uh, put it on the shelf for a while. You may be hiding it. You may be uh, thinking that maybe your common sense isn't right because all these uh, lunatics out there in the mainstream uh, press are telling you that it's uh, it's red when it's really white, or if it's uh, uh, if you say that's a chair and they say no, it's not. It's a seating arrangement. Um, no, wait a minute. I thought it was a chair. Nope. I'm sorry. That is a luxury seating arrangement. And you're like, it looks like a damn chair to me. That's your common sense saying it is a chair. So we are calling it like it is here at the round table. We have taken the uh, the Lawyer Talk Roundtable, turn it into Ohio com- or Common Sense Ohio. There will be its own website. It's getting its own social media. It's getting its own platforms. Trust me, it's all coming, and it's coming for you in a good way. Coming to you. Whatever. That might, that might be better to say it that way. Coming <laughs> right. to you. We're coming to get you, Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. I just I'm love here. everybody. That's, that's all I want to say yeah, right now. So. I love everybody, especially the – the Honda Odyssey that cut me off on the way into town because on 670, where you come in onto 3rd Street, it seems like everybody blocks those left two lanes so they can dive bomb in on the right side to continue underneath High Street under the viaduct there. And, uh, and so they plug up the exit into the downtown corridor. And um, it's always a Honda Odyssey every time. So I'm going to go buy a Honda Odyssey, I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to buy a couple of law rockets and mount them to my, my uh, Ranger, uh, one on the left fender, one on the right, and I'm going to have uh, some kind of trigger device inside the cabin, and I'm just going to take them out, man. <laughs> wow. I mean, these, these people. Uh, it, it, and the other one is Toyota Siennas. Or whatever the these it, are all these are all minivans. You just don't like the minivans. Yeah, How about the Dodge. Yeah, is, um, yeah. They are caravan just in space. The Ford. Uh, the drivers are. It was in the space. Ford version. The Ford uh, whatever it was. But Aerostar. Uh, Aerostar. Maybe oh, I don't for know. God's sake. Wow. Well, yeah. How about so, that? I'm gonna just get an old 1976 Dodge Maxi van. There you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> Trick it out. So uh, I just got back from um, down south. Um, you know, and you know, you're back in Ohio. When the instant you cross the river from West Virginia or Kentucky, and the price of gas goes from three forty nine to three ninety nine instantly, and every time I just thank Governor Dewine for his first act as governor. So I just want people to remember this when they go vote: our Republican, supposedly conservative governor. The first he's thing, neither. The first thing he did was enact a huge gas tax increase on the citizens of Ohio. And we've all forgotten about it now, right? Governor Newsom. I mean, (laughs) Governor, duh, wine. 
So Ohio's fuel tax is 38 cents a gallon. You add that to the federal 19 cents. And then there's a few other excise taxes thrown in there. And we're getting screwed in this state. Georgia has no state gas tax right now. They suspended it because, you know, gas is high. And they, the governor there, Kemp, decided, you know, people need a break. But I guess in Ohio, we don't. I guess I guess everybody's doing really good here. Yeah. There's no unemployment. Uh, we're all fat, dumb, and happy. Well, I'm, I'm surprised he didn't, he's not pulled that off before elections. Yeah, right. well, I mean. About an election or flown trick. over to Saudi Arabia yeah. like our goofy president and begged, uh, yeah. you know, and Osama bin whatever his name and is. And just getting categorically right. embarrassed. And mm-hmm. Please make more oil because I won't let us in the United States. We, I'm not going to permit you know, new drilling in, in the United States. So please, well, not even Saudi new. Arabia. Drilling that was already occurring. Exactly. Yeah, well, but uh, they've also uh, not issued any uh, very few permits. Oh, yeah, and they made It's it a impossible. war on, yeah. on petrochemicals in the United States, the EVs, we go on and on. But yeah, why didn't, why didn't uh, Governor DeWine fly to Saudi Arabia and beg them for more oil imports I think into Ohio? I think he's more on the Gavin Newsom side of things. Where if the, so Gavin Newsom says, well, gas prices are too high, so we're going to tax the petroleum folks even more because they're charging too much. Well, California's state gas tax is 59 cents yeah. a gallon. Yeah. And then so they, we, they have we, a seasonal have, tax, too, right, that they, they abate, apparently, but we going into the winter. We have been pretty bad. We, and they also passed a, of course, Newsom did a couple of weird things this year. Uh, you know, this isn't exactly Ohio-centric, but everything from California usually ends up here, right? So, um, yeah, Newsom also signed uh, regulations approving the use of human corpses to be ground up and used as soylent green fertilizer for California crops. So that'll, that'll be really appetizing the next time you have an artichoke and you're thinking, huh, well, uh, somebody's grandma, you know, supplied the protein here for the artichoke. That's great. Um, you know, what a weird thing. Uh, is this true? This is true. Wow. Yeah. They approved a human disposal uh a way to get rid of uh, John Doe's and yeah, Mary take, Jane's take their take their human their ashes their ashes their ground up parts whatever um, I you know I don't I don't know how they process it really don't want to know but to be able to use human remains as farm fertilizer wow I mean we do that with we do. I mean, we do that with chickens and cows in Ohio, right? Yeah, now. but it's an interesting question, though, isn't it? Because it's like, you know, why not? And on the one hand, on the other yeah. hand, I think it turns everybody's stomach to even think about it. You know, it's like uh, th- there's I mean, something innately wrong with it. Well, that's just innovation, right? I mean, yeah. that's that's brilliant engineering. So that's that's where we're going. It's with like the Walking Dead stuff. You know, yeah. it just is. It's it's crazy. Well, and the other thing Newsom did, right? So. Uh, it will be illegal to sell an internal combustion engine vehicle in California after I think it's 2035, which is just around the corner. No, I mean, that's 10 years out. I mean, I it's just it, yeah. 10, 13. I, I think it's. He's smoking crack and, you know, uh, they, they needed to elect Larry Elder out there. They needed to elect a white supremacist black man, right? Republican. Right, Larry sure. Elder, yeah. yeah. Larry Elder, the white supremacist, you know, the, 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 the grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, I'm sure. And, and growing up in South central LA, I'm sure he was a white supremacist. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like the LA times accused him of being, yeah. uh, but you know, this is the state of politics in Ohio. Uh, you know, it, it's coming this way. 
it, as nutty as things are in California, Ohio is is always like you know a half a step behind. We we don't we never seem to be in this state in a leadership position. I was listening. If you don't mind me continuing to blab, I was listening to the radio. And for example, the Ohio Board of Education today is going to vote on, you know, this this very brave position that they've now taken to support Title IX and uh, girls in in uh, you know their ability to compete and get scholarships and 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 uh, you know girls only swimming, playing basketball, running track against other bio girls. Wow, Ohio Board of Education, you're only about eight years behind on this. Okay, this this all goes back to Obama's administration when his board of uh, when his Department of Education issued regulations saying that you could decide on a daily basis, maybe hourly basis, what your gender is, what your sex identity is. And uh, the opponents, you know, have always said, well, that's going to lead to uh, sexual identity regulation. Yes, it is. See, that happens on your birth certificate when the doctor writes down boy or girl on your birth. That, that's called regulation. So, yes, regulation in that case are, is what's called the facts of life. It's called the truth. It's called reality. And I know that's scary to our liberal friends out there that reality, you know, and facts are scary, but welcome to reality. Welcome to the real world people. And, and so, and so now that there is a tidal wave behind title nine, now that there are all these mothers and fathers that are standing up for their girls in sports. And now that girls themselves are being, uh, being bolder and speaking out on behalf of themselves now, the state of Ohio's Board of Education finds the courage to come out and, and, and get behind this, what should have been obvious eight years ago. But, but this, is typical, this is typical cowardly Ohio leadership. We've had, I'm so disappointed in Republicans. We've had Republican governors, nothing but Republican governors, since Dick Celeste 20 years ago. And yet we have all these wacky regulations and all of this excessive taxation in the state of Ohio. They have totally let us down. So, you know, it is time for change. And that means getting rid of the rhinos and bye-bye Rob Portman. I'm glad you're resigning and I'm glad you're not running for office. Let's go JD Vance. That's all I got to say. Let's bring in some conservatives and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just, we, we need a wholesale change guys. That's well, I mean, I guess that's uh, my I, rant. I, I can't, <laughs> what's that? No. we'll call it a rant. No. I, I can't disagree with anything you're saying, I, I, but I do, I do see a glimmer of hope here is that, you know, there's going to be a backlash at, and there has to be, I would think. I mean, uh, I was talking to somebody walking over to court today. I'm not going to mention names, but it's not somebody I think that would normally vote on the conservative side of things would be a, a, a hard core Democrat voter. And, uh, the individual just said, uh, yeah, we need to change things this election. Yeah, it's like everything has gone too far. Everything has gone too far. And right. as soon as we let that camel in the tent with all this other craziness, you get it all. You, you're not going to just get the one thing that you like about that agenda. You're going to get all of it and then all of it right quick. And it's going to keep coming and coming and coming. They do not stop. And then if you disagree with them, 
then you're ignorant or you're racist or you're just stupid or you don't understand or we know better or I'm DeWine and I've got my fancy, you know, I've got my little quirky attitude and I'm smart and I'm an academic and I can tell you, Norm, how to operate your racing crew and I know best about gas and I know, you know, I I think people are starting to feel the direct pinch of it. Um, Even even normal Democrats have, like Tulsi Gabbard, a very normal person. She served her country in uniform. She is pro-American. She doesn't believe that we ought to be the world's policemen. She's take care of home first. Mm -hmm. And then if we can help the world, fine. But, you know, we're not out there to start wars or police the whole world. You know, take care of things at home. So she she is a classic big governor, big government Democrat who I would disagree with on a whole whole bunch of taxation and and, and government structure issues, but she is a normal, she's what Democrats used to be. What they used to be. And yeah. she just left the Democratic Party because she found there's, there's no place for normal people anymore. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is in that crazy. Party. And, you have to believe in all of this whack jobs, you know, all this identity politics. And she's like, no, I'm not a racist because, you know, I'm, uh, I believe she's Hindu. No, I'm not a racist because, um, you know, I, I, my skin is lighter than somebody else's skin. I'm not a, you know, uh, I'm not, uh, and, and men aren't necessarily, uh, you know, dominating the culture and all these other wacky things, that, all these notions that they have to, to change things to, to somehow make up for past injustice. She's not for all that stuff. And so she is... She's somebody that Lyndon Johnson or John F. Kennedy or, uh, you know, uh, any number of what I would consider your classic Democrats, even Hubert Humphrey, she would they would recognize her policies as being mainstream Democrat policies. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. well, know. and it's you wonder what's going to happen within the Democrat Party, because let's take it the other way first, because a lot of Democrats are sort of suggesting the same kind of um divide within the Republican Party. And and I disagree. I think, you know, or maybe I don't. So the Republican Party now is sort of made up of like the old DeWines, you know, the rhinos, the guys who I think were just sort of in it for... The country club Republicans. That's, right. that's right. what I call them. Sure. The guys right. I, I used to, I used to be a caddy at a country club and you could pick them out. You know, the ones that wouldn't tip you, the ones that felt that they were somehow uh, above you, like a, like in a caste system, like you know, and they would even talk in a nasal voice, yeah, like you know, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. they're yeah, they're you know smarter, you know, uh, all of that kind of stuff, as opposed to the working class Republicans, your shopkeepers, your your farmers, you know, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. Yeah. What I would, you know, your your little accountants working in a one or two person accountancy business, or or that that, truly get hit when legislations change. That's right. And there's no absorption from upper management on that. That's right. And I think it's worthy of discussing this before we get to like the schism within the Democrat Party. It's worthy of discussing what conservative values really are to everybody here, and and what they aren't. Because I tell people I'm conservative, and I get eye rolling, or I get I can't believe it, or I can't. I was like, well, do you even know what I'm talking about? Because it's you know it's back to Plato. You have to define the term. We have to define what that means and what are we conserving. And it's not arcane um, uh, racism and arcane uh, policies that, that uh, were, were 
were prejudicial and impact on others that hurt other people. We're conserving. I, I look at it as conserving the fundamental facts, the fundamental notions of freedom that we all enjoy. Right. And when people start tinkering with that, when you say, I can do it better, I can wire that house better somehow, but they don't have a plan to do it. It's just, I, we just need to tear it down and then we'll do it better. Um, you have to ask, wait a minute, there's a reason we're 16 on center and there's a reason that we use 14 gauge wire and 12 gauge wire. It's like, and it's, you know, those things were discovered over lots and lots of time. And, you know, our founders researched this, they took their time, they figured out a way to create a governmental structure that would stand the test of time if we let it. And I want to conserve that. I don't want to conserve slavery. I don't want to conserve racism. I don't want to conserve hate. I don't want to conserve anything. But I also know that there is a, there's a certain level of fundamental uh, flaw baked into the cake of every individual and everything that individuals make up. And you, I, I think a lot of people in the Democrat side of things often think that they can legislate that away. That well, they, they can pass a law that will change so, how somebody thinks. Well, going right into the Vance versus Tim Ryan debate, and it happened a couple nights ago, would bring what you're saying out. Except that the Democrat Party now doesn't even bother. They don't even bother uh, changing the law. So take the topic of immigration, which came up in the debate. Okay, our immigration laws are not simply not being enforced. There's laws on the books to prevent illegal immigration. Correct. It's all there. The deportation procedures, it's all there. The rights of the United States government to deport people who come here illegally and how that is to be done and what kind of court procedures are involved and and how all that works, it's all on the books. It's all there. It's simply being ignored by our administration. They're simply not doing the job. They're not... They're not protecting the border, which is one of the things you swear to when you when you take office is that you're going to uphold the Constitution. And the Constitution clearly provides for the president to enforce the borders of the United States. It's one of the tenets. It's one of the jobs specified in our Constitution. So I thought it was excellent when J.D. Vance pointed out that, and he took an example out of the news from here in Ohio, that 10-year-old little girl that was raped by her mother's boyfriend, that person was an illegal immigrant. And he hung that around Tim Ryan's neck and basically said, you've been in here, you've been in office in Congress for 20 years, right? And you consistently vote down any, any kind of uh, building the wall, any kind of enforcement of uh, any beefing up the border patrol, uh, tightening, you know, uh, expanding the courts, uh, getting people, uh, you know, stay in Mexico policy, all this stuff. You're always with Biden. You're always with Kamala Harris. You're never, you're with Nancy Pelosi. You're never for the American people. And so and you, you, you didn't, you weren't the rapist, Tim Ryan. You're not, you're not the guy who did that to that little girl. No one's saying that. But it's your lax attitude that lets in perpetrators who otherwise would not be here, who are driving drunk, who are murdering, who are killing. And and I think in California's prison system, for example, the number one demographic, if you break it down, are illegal immigrants that are in the prison system. Well, and you have to wonder. For murder. You have to wonder because 
I'm not going to go so far as, and I think it would be absurd to say Tim Ryan supports that. But I no, think he doesn't support rape or murder, and that's he, not. But he, he but, feels like he has to support the agenda, and and then you have to wonder. But that, that has is, consequences, it does. and that's yes. what JD is pointing out. Right. That yes. you know, you want to be Mister Cool, Mister Nice. You want those people to be voters. That's the cynical part of the Democrat policy. Is is they're thinking, oh, these Hispanics coming across the border, they'll vote for us. They're they're automatically going to vote for us, which isn't so, true. Which isn't. Which is, I don't even know how you can assume that. Well, can you assume that? Well, here's how you can assume it, because they get a bunch of freebies, which the Democratic Party gives to people. You know, you come here, you get free medical care, you can have your baby here, you You blah, 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 blah. But the Hispanic culture does not necessarily believe in that. Exactly. The, the, and, they and that's do not. where I was going exactly. with that. Exactly. They, and, they're pretty conservative. And neither does the African-American they culture. They do not. Yeah. The American it, culture shouldn't believe in neither that. Neither do American Indians. A lot, of, a lot of those votes that the Democratic Party has traditionally taken for granted and basically said, hey, you know, if it's blue, don't ask who. You just vote a straight party ticket. Yep. That's not happening anymore. Well, and this is back to that divide in the parties. So on the Republican side, you've got this divide where they're claiming that there's these extreme Trumper Republicans. And I guess that people would call me that because I believe in a conservative agenda uh, that we can we can dig into for hours. On the other hand, you've got sort of the rhinos, the DeWine rhinos, who are basically would have been left-leaning Democrats 20 years ago. And uh, then you have, like, on the Democrat side, you have uh, the crazies, you know, the people who have this extreme Marxist agenda. And then you have, like, the Tim Ryans and everybody else trying to fit in. It seems like they're all trying to fit into some model that doesn't quite work yeah. because the agenda is, is absurd. You can't – I think anybody with a rational pea-sized brain would know you can't have open borders in this country and just let everybody in. Well, you can't Ryan, do it. There's not enough resources Ryan, to do it. Ryan spent most of the debate throwing Biden and Pelosi under the bus. He, he spent most of the debate trying to disassociate himself. Yet he doesn't do it when he votes. Exactly. Right. But yeah. in the debate, right, hey, he, it's the old Obama trick. I, hey, I'm Mr. Inc. Bill Clinton. Trump. That's right. I'm, I'm middle, I'm middle of the road, road guy. Unify I'm, the country? I'm middle of the road. And Biden tried that, you know, and he fooled a lot of people. I'm just Mr. Grandpa. I'm going to bring us all together. I'm the nice old man. You know, I'm in the middle. I'm pretty balanced. Or, or at least all. do nothing. Exactly. But no, no. He, di- he didn't just do so, nothing. He went so he way. kept saying, uh, you know, oh, no, I'm, you know, I ran against Nancy Pelosi for Speaker of the House. Okay, Tim. Yeah, great. You, you yeah. lost and now yeah. you're voting for her. Right. So you're voting with her. So look, exactly. it, the, the problem with this is, is that the power structure perhaps within the parties is aligned in such a way that it doesn't really matter what the individual thinks. And uh, you could say that in some ways about both parties. Mm-hmm. And I think what J.D. Vance is trying to say is it's time to change that. And I think there is an emerging facet of the conservative party, and I'm not even going to call it the Republican Party. We can call it the Republican Party, that is sort of saying, look, enough's enough. Let's use common sense here and let's do what we say and say what we do. It's going to be very simple. And J.D. Vance is that kind of guy. And I don't agree with J.D. Vance on everything he says, except I do agree that if he's going to take the platform that, look, it, we can't have an open border – and having laws that are unenforced, that's not right. I'm going to enforce it. And, and you can say, all right, well, that's going to negatively impact some people. It's going to positively impact other people. But at least you know where he stands and he's not going to be a flannel mouth about it. So mm-hmm. having, uh, I, I, I think having a, well, maybe a common sense look at things might be an approach. And, and I agree with you on Tulsi. I, 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 there's 
more that I disagree with her than would agree. Yeah, that's not the point. But she's at least intellectually honest about it. She's normal. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. normal. She is a normal person. And and to that end, so is, or not normal, but it, it you, you, you know, the far, far extremes will always tell you what they want to do. They're always honest about it. Right. And that's what my buddy, uh, the XJ always says. He goes, look, they're telling you exactly what they do. They're going to, they want to take all your guns away. And they'll tell you that in the news. Yeah. They want to get rid of gasoline cars. Biden said it. And now he's doing it. Right. They want to stop uh, domestic oil production. He said it. Now he's doing it. And people, what are you surprised that this is happening? Right. right. I mean, this is what he said he was going to do. I had people ask me before the election, what do you think he's going to do with guns? I said, he's going to try to take them. How do you know? Because he said it. Right. Right. <laughs> right. right. And, and some of the, it's packaged that it looked, you think it makes sense. Like, yeah, gas cars may hurt the environment. Can we do it another way? But once you dig into the alternatives of the, the alternatives are horrible. They are, They're not efficient. They're no, terrible. It's, it's awful. For, they're terrible for the world. And it's, overall, because of the mining of copper, the battery generally, yeah, yeah, lithium so, mines are, are oh the grossest God. things you've ever seen. Exactly, yeah. It, yeah. it's hor- it's terrible for for uh, for the world. Yeah. So, so they're taking common sense, turning it on its ear, and saying, "We're going to get rid of electric cars. See, we're we're good. Or we're going to get rid of gas cars right. for electric. See, we're good. We're the virtuous people." But then to do that, they have to ruin how many lives? I I don't exactly, and it, I, it comes down to ruining lives. Yeah. It may not so, be here, but it's across the. I, I don't, I don't care. Countries. I yeah. don't care what anybody else drives. I don't care. If you want to buy an electric car, that's fine with yeah. me. What I don't like is tilting, putting your thumb on the scale, tilting the, the, the playing field. We don't have an open marketplace in automobile production or automobile choice. That's the problem. That's the the problem. problem is the government mandating electric cars. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Let the market decide. Let it decide. Let it, let the market decide. Let it play out. If electric vehicles make sense for fleet managers, taxi fleets, you know, Uber fleets, uh, for individual purchasers, for for uh, ranchers hauling cattle, uh, trailers, for for whoever, for for even for semi tractors someday, if if all of that makes sense, okay, it'll happen in the marketplace. Because people will always do what's best for themselves with their own money. Right. That they will vote with their feet. And it's it's never perfect. Never. It's it's like this it's like this river that sort of flows in a direction that changes and meanders and, and when it runs right. into an obstacle, it'll come back around. But it's always heading at least in the right direction. When the government gets involved, sometimes it heads in the right direction, but I think more often than not, it just it heads in the complete wrong direction. It never takes responsibility for its wrong direction, and it just keeps double, tripling, and quadrupling down and blaming the other side for making it impossible for it to run in the right direction. So if you yeah. go back in history, a lot of people don't know this stuff. Okay, I happen to know this. Most of the manufacturers of automobiles going back about 120 years ago were electric vehicle manufacturers. Let me say that again for the dummies out there. Okay, and you can you can please, for God's sakes, buy the biography of Henry Ford or or Thomas Edison and go back and study your history. The majority, let me say this very slowly for our impaired listeners out there who are not thinkers, who are not studiers, who are not students, who are lazy thinkers. The majority of American car manufacturers right around 120 years ago were electric vehicle manufacturers. The government didn't 
incentivize the public to buy those electric vehicles. It was simply that the infrastructure for gasoline, the carburetor, efficient carburetors, and the technology for internal combustion engines had not yet been raised to the level that was marketable to a mass audience. Then along came Henry Ford and his contemporaries, and they started to make better and better gas-fueled vehicles. And they eventually became more efficient than the battery-powered cars. So, for example, in Cleveland, Ohio, at one time, there were like 15 electric vehicle manufacturers in just Cleveland, Ohio, at one time. Now there are, you know, maybe General Motors at the Lordstown plant someday will make electric vehicles, you know, that kind of thing. But basically, the marketplace chose gasoline-powered vehicles because they had better range, the cost was less, and it made more sense. Now, if electric vehicle, now that's a 120-year-old story. If electric vehicles like the Tesla now are, are so much better and people want to spend the money to buy them, let it happen. But why are you giving $7,500 in tax credit off of a rich person's income tax return in order for them to buy a Tesla is criminal. You're not giving that to poor people. You're giving it to somebody who can already afford a $60,000 Tesla. Right. To them, it's just like, well, why wouldn't I buy it? It's a joke. You know, it's dumb. And, you know, this is the, this is the market control that never works. You know, it's like if, 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 if electric cars were viable, it might be slower than somebody wants it to, to happen. It might not happen as quickly or as efficiently, but the market will do it. The Elon Musk's, and even he was not operating on a level playing field, right? I mean, he was getting subsidies and everything else, I suspect. I don't know that for sure, but I suspect that oh, he, was he was enjoying some government help. For sure. Uh, well, he's not, he's not stupid, right? He's right. like, well, if these idiot politicians want to give me a bunch of money, right. you know, to do this greenie weenie thing, and I'll not, take it. And not have to pay yeah. it back right. ever. Why and, not? Why not? And, and yeah. here's the other thing. And here's a, here's a perfect example, since we're talking about sort of the market forces in human nature. How long ago was it, Norm, that they started enforcing DEF, diesel or uh, diesel um, exhaust fluid in oh, diesel yeah. trucks? I don't know how long ago that yeah, was. Like 10 th- years ago? Something like I th- Back I think Obama did it, I think. Yeah, I think it was uh, somewhere in the early 2000s, so, like 2008. So what's like happened that. is, or what was happening is that diesel motors were really, really efficient when they started doing it. Like they were really good. Yeah. And they still are. Yeah. And now they're made worse because of death. So what do people do? What are the what are the uh what are the uh in the, the American when, when, ingenuity just is real taking quick, over? When Steve says DEF, that stands for D E F, it's basically cattle urine. Diesel exhaust fluid. It's supposed to be designed to to make your diesel truck run cleaner. So when you pull in Speedway folks or or, uh, Sheets or somewhere or Kroger, Turkey Hill, and you see these blue jugs that are standing next to the pumps, those are for diesel trucks. They dump that in a tank and it's urine. It's it's, it's It's uric acid or something. It's animal pee and it is designed to offset some sort of some sort of pollution that's uh, that's in diesel fuel and it and it doesn't basi- work. basically if you don't put that in your diesel truck you can't operate the truck the truck will not start it won't run and here's what's funny is that 
everybody who buys a truck, not everybody, but lots of those who are buying diesel trucks are just waiting until the warranty expires, and then they're deleting all that nonsense. They're, 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 if they they're, can. The problem is the ECUs are getting harder and harder to trick. Yeah, well, so. they're, they're, they're people who still do it, and as soon as they get harder to trick, they'll come up with another way to trick it. I mean, they're gonna, it's like this is what it is. You cannot legislate away um, human nature hmm. because if, you, if, the, if the government is forcing you to use a product that you know is crappy – and you can fix it, but it's against some regulatory scheme to fix it, people are going to fix it anyway. They're going to do it anyway. You cannot say, and I'm not talking about the commandment type crimes. I'm not talking about murder, theft, whatever. I mean, we're talking about this regulatory crap that says you have to have this death fluid. People are going to say, wait a minute, death fluid? It cost me like, I think I paid six ninety nine a gallon for it recently. And, and I could just delete all this exhaust stuff and, and not have it. I'll do that. Yeah. And my truck will run better, more efficiently, clean, just as clean, I think, if you do it right, and uh, cheaper. People are going to do it. And, you know, you can say that that person isn't virtuous as you are because they're deleting their exhaust system. Steve, all you have mm. to do is think back about the 55-mile-an-hour national mandated speed limit, right? Yeah, I remember as a kid. Man. What yeah. happened? What happened? The market came up with radar detectors. The market came up with CB radio networks where people would <laughs> tell uh, other motorists who are behind them a mile or two, you got a smoky in the, in this, you know, up here on the side of the road radar. And so you guys back there a mile behind me, tone it down, you know, until you get up here and you're past the smoky and then you can bring it back up to 70 miles an hour. So let's talk. This is an interesting topic. It was a topic. market responding it is. to a stupid law. And it doesn't happen with things that are, well, let me back up. In law, we talk about two separate conceptual understandings of right and wrong. Conceptual understanding one, and I'm making, that's my term, but it, the first one is called malum in se, meaning it's bad because it is. These are like... We know it's bad to steal. We know it's bad to covet your neighbor's wife. We know it's bad to uh, murder. We, you shall not do these things. We all know it's bad. That's not human nature. There are bad people that will do those things anyway, but most of us would feel innately not good about committing those types of crimes or acts. And then you have malum in prohibitum, which is this fancy way of saying, well, it's only wrong because the government says it's wrong, like speeding. And, you know, there's probably a line that you cross where going too fast becomes dangerous for others. And maybe it's, it becomes sure. malum and say I, reckless behavior might be, but well, yeah, going if, 65, if the speed limits 70 miles an hour and somebody's doing 150, right. Weaving in and out. Well, you, you might check your mirrors as a good motorist and look up every, you know, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, just to see what's going on behind you. If somebody's coming up behind you at 150 and you're going 70, right? That's a closing delta of 80 miles an hour. Yeah. You're not going to see that guy. That guy's just going to suddenly be next to you. Sure. Right? So it's a matter of degree. There is a line exactly. that can get crossed. Mm -hmm. But generally Correct. speaking, uh, like if, it's the, the old question. If you, uh, I used to go through this in my head. I used to drop off a, a date years ago when I lived way out in the country and on, driving back at midnight on those old country roads where you can see headlights for miles. You know, mm. you just know at one in the morning, mm -hmm. there are no other cars out there. Do you stop at the stop sign? Mm. You know, and I, and I always did. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was a rolling stop, but you always wonder. It's like, mm -hmm. why would I stop? Do I really have to stop? And you don't feel bad if you don't, or something would hit you. It's like, mm -hmm. but in the back of my head, it's like, well, maybe somebody's there without their lights on. It, whatever it would be, but because sure. it's the weirdest feeling going through it. It is, isn't right? it? Mm -hmm. It's it just like, wait a minute, I didn't stop. Mm -hmm. You know, so obviously raise my hand. I have. Well, now or you're going, a, or yeah. you're going eighty, ninety on on those country roads that. 
probably gone because any can, anything can come in front and of you. It's dangerous. It but is dangerous, but it's sure as hell Now there'll be a Department of Homeland Security camera at that intersection. Yeah, right. But the point is, is that you can, like, human nature is not going to govern behavior to accord with a stupid regulation. Right. It's right. just not going to do it. Right. And, of course you not. know, and for all those out there shouting your own virtue, I dare you to make a, a true, honest list of all the stuff you do every Did, day. Didn't we just go through this with incandescent light bulbs? I mean, remember right. that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, under Obama, we're going to get rid of light bulbs, you know, yeah. that are incandescent. Everybody's going to have these mercury or whatever the hell it was that the uh, fluorescent little curly tube light bulbs, right? right? And then, thankfully, the industry came up with LEDs, you know, it, it, but you can buy an incandescent bulb now, again, yeah. Yeah. because yeah. We, fi- we finally got rid of that idiotic regulation. Because sometimes they're better. I mean, right. <laughs> they are. Who in gives, certain, a, who gives a rat's Who gives a rat's ass? Yeah. I mean, in a, you, cold, in a cold garage, I want an old-fashioned light bulb. And you wonder, they're going to come right. on. But isn't it yeah. your for choice safety, for safety features? Yeah, there's a reason. Honestly, it's your choice to be inefficient. And wouldn't the market yeah. fix this? So if I know, when I look at my electric bill, and it's an honest bill, yeah. not tinkered with by government regulation, right. but right. if it costs me two dollars an hour, I'm right. making these numbers up. It costs me a buck an hour to run an LED light, but two dollars an hour to run an. But that's your choice. Light, I get to make the choice. Exactly. Nine times out of ten, people are going to say, "I'm not going to pay an extra buck just to run that kind of light. I'm going to use the cheaper one. It will work." Not as efficiently as you think you could do it if you had the hands of government at but your at your fingertips. But that is your choice. But the if, people- it's like if I want to if I so water is a legal substance, right? Water is legal, right? Yes. And and in Central Ohio, we don't have a water shortage. So if I want to if I want to leave my house in the morning and I'm connected to Columbus Water, right? And I don't mind paying a thousand dollar water bill. I could, I could just let, let it the, run. I could let the bathtub just run all day. Sure, right. Well, and here's a good example. So in the township we live in, we, we are we've grandfathered in that we do not pay sewage on top of outside water. It's just straight out water. Okay, so it's combined. Yeah. So the outside, so the inside is sewage, and you know we pay for sewage and water, but the outside water, there's two meters. The outside meter is not kind of we won't pay for sewage. It's just water. I got you. Okay. okay. You see very few neighbors running water outside for watering the lawn because it costs them. It costs, still costs, but right. but but it, it's at a, it, it is at a reduced price because sewage is not tied into that. But they still don't run the water that much. I found so this. There's, so you know, even that choice. It's a choice yeah. in the in my condo complex. My I lived in a condo. There was like five units or six units all connected, and they had a single water bill. And there, I I I was trying to get everybody to convert it. Would it cost like five thousand dollars or thirty five hundred I think at the time to bring a plumber in and convert it all mm-hmm. to so individuals. And I was talking to uh, my realtor about it and he goes, look, here's the deal. As soon as you do that, you will make up that thirty five hundred dollars within six months because people start using less water. Exactly. And it might not have been six, it might have been a year, but I agree. It, oh, yeah. it was like because as soon as you have to pay for it, it has value, you will govern your own use of it. Skin in the game. Dude. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly. Skin in the game. Yeah. Pay, just I, I dare you to pay for somebody to do your grocery or have somebody do your grocery shopping with your own credit card. They will spend twice as much, even if you give them the list that you just would buy. like Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton figured out when it came to trimming the welfare rolls. Okay, at a certain point, when you tell people there's no more, you know, Uncle Sam laying on your couch money, right? That after a certain number of years, you're cut off if you're an able-bodied person because you're just demonstrating you refuse to work. You just yes. don't want to work, right? 
what happened when they cut those people off? They went to work. It sucked. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't stay home and shrivel up and die like they were in Calcutta, India, and their Mother Teresa's constituents. No, they didn't. They went out and they got jobs and they worked because here was their dilemma: no more money that way. So gotta I got to get money some other way, mm-hmm. right? Look, any any skin in the game. Any time we as humans have to overcome a problem, we almost always can. That's right. We almost always can. Necessity is the mother of invention. Right. So when I, you know, how many days a week do I wake up? You guys don't know this, but I do. And I say, I think to myself, I don't feel like putting on a suit. I don't feel like putting on a shirt. I don't feel like putting on a tie. I don't feel like coming into the office. I don't feel like dealing with this. I don't feel like dealing with that. Wham, 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 wham. What do I do every single day? Mm. Every one of those things. Mm -hmm. I get up, I put my boots on, Mm -hmm. and I go to work. Do you make your bed first? I do. Like Jordan Peterson oh, yeah. said, we should all do. I make my bed. You know, when the, the second... first thing in the morning, make your bed so that you can tell yourself, I did one thing, I completed one job today all the way. I got it all done. Yep. The first thing you do, make your bed. Because and, then, and then you can say, I did it. I did something good today. I, I completed a task. And, and if you do that, you just might do something else. Your, your right. whole attitude changes. Yeah. I started, I didn't, I, I have heard that. Jordan Peterson talk about that, but I started doing that. It, I, I'm not even going to be shy about it. I went through a divorce, you know, ten years ago, however long it was ago, and I moved out and I got this little condo that was a my little. Uh, it was actually an apartment first. I sublet from a couple college kids who moved on, and um, I told myself, I am going to do two things, and this this helped my mental health more than anything else I've ever done in my life. I'm going to do two things. I am never ever again going to live out of a laundry basket. I'm going to put all my clothes away. I'm going to do my laundry and then I'm going to fold them and put them away. And they're always going to be where I need them and mm-hmm. get them back. And two, I'm going to make my bed every single day, mm-hmm. every day. And maybe yeah. there's probably been a couple exceptions where I didn't, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. whatever happened, but mm-hmm. you know, maybe some, the dog was still on the bed or something, but, uh, are you going to wash the sheets that day? Why am I making so, it? But then, <laughs> yeah, right. but I still, I, even then I still do yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has changed my outlook on life. It really has. Sure. I mean, those two right. things, because it just, it feels like you're doing something. And I, it, this is back to the welfare argument. People sure. are capable. It's, of course. It's almost insulting to say that you are not capable. We need to do it for you. One thing George Bush used to say that I totally agree with George, the younger, it's the soft bigotry of low expectations. Yes. When you assume that people of another color, another race, another ethnicity, another religion, that somehow you're going to have to patronize those people, right? Because they're less capable than you. Like you have some kind of arrogant, I don't know, Yankee attitude because you went to Yale or Harvard. It's, it's not Yankee. That's elitist. I mean, that is incredible. Well, I'm combining the two. but well, the, there's a, You can use the term Yankee in different Because well, he went yes. to Yale. Yeah. So, so Bush went to Yale. That's yeah. why I'm throwing that in there. He overcame that attitude at Yale and decided, you know what? I, I don't want to look at people that way anymore. Like my fellow Yaleys, you know, look at other people from other cultures. I'm going to assume everybody's just as smart as me. Everybody's just as capable as me that if given the opportunity to flourish, this is the American dream that if, if you're given equality of opportunity, not, not resources, but opportunity, then 
you can do anything I can do and maybe a lot better than me. Well, and I think beyond that, beyond that, uh, in addition, it's not just that people are capable of doing what you can do. It is that they can do things that you can't do. Well, they can exceed me. And they're That's just, what I and they're, just said. But even if they don't make as, money, as much money doing the things that you can do. It can be more important work for sure. It is, it is valuable to them and it's valuable of to course. the world. So of when course. people scoff at those who, who uh, you know, fix cars or, you know, like you, I see this elitist on both sides of the aisle too. I see this elitist nonsense and, you know, like, oh, you know, he's just a this and he comes back dirty and whatever. Like some of the most impressive people I've ever encountered in my life are guys who come home with dirt under their fingernails. Of course. Like the most capable individuals, not Absolutely. only in their own personal lives, but in their in what they do for a living. Of course. Um, you know, the guys who can craft an entire house or guys who can um, – there's a, a very close friend of mine who's become a friend of mine. He helps me with the maintenance in this building. It's like he's got the capacity to come in and figure out an entire boiler system for a huge factory and fix it. And, you know – Well, even people who are not clever – People who are not brilliant, you know, a man who is a janitor that does the best job he can do Absolutely. of sweeping and mopping the floor. And he cares about and it. And he cares about right. it and yeah. he's excellent at it. That is that is a gift. And for anybody him who's to had to work with somebody who's not like that knows how crappy it is. Sure. Like I have hired, mm-hmm. I'll use my own sons. Son, I need you to go out and sweep that walk. And they're so pissed off about it that they <laughs> that they go out there and they just, <laughs> right. and you're looking out there and it's like, damn it. So I go out there and, I, and they were like, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to show you how to sweep this damn walk because what you did is not sweeping the walk. What you did was going through the motions. Well, did you did you hear the story about the Down syndrome worker from uh, at Wendy's who was fired by the uh, local uh, franchisee down in Georgia? After working there for 20 years, uh, the, the, the new manager came in and decided this, this particular Down syndrome person who had worked at Wendy's for 20 years and was getting close to retirement, that this, this, this man who had worked there was just not quite cutting it, not quite part of the team. And they, and they let him go. And uh, his sister, uh, you know, took to social media and just said, how sad, you know, and expressed her, you know, uh, anger at the situation. And good for Wendy's headquarters here in Ohio uh, turned that around and offered the man not only his job back, but, uh, you know, severance pay if he chooses not to come back, and a big retirement party. And obviously corporate, not only to put out a bad story, but also they, uh, Wendy's uh, apparently has uh, a process in place you know, after all, Dave Thomas was in favor of adoption. Yeah. That was one of his big causes. Right. And and coming out of that would also be, you know, jobs for people that perhaps have uh, disabilities. And, and Down syndrome certainly is that. And uh, good for Wendy's for uh, stepping in and, and taking correct, corrective action. You know, a, a good Ohio company. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I've given the example, too, of, of whenever uh, we call AAA, flat tire, and it's bad weather. It's like, I'm not going to mess with it. Call AAA. It's, you know, we pay for it anyway. And the kids are along. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but the guy changes it. A couple of times I've had the kids with it. And I mean, I'll give him a really good tip, a sure. really good tip. And I tell the kids, it changes that guy's attitude completely. I mean, it's crappy weather. He's out there changing a tire for me. what somebody does. Right? Have a conversation with him. And, and they're doing a really crappy, though you can tell they like 
doing it though. They they're, like doing it. They yeah. do because they're out in the truck. They're driving around. They're not in an office. That's right. And that's something that they value, and they're out helping people get on their and if way. anybody in their fancy dress or their white press shirts in some office looking down on the city thinks that their job is more important than that one, shame on them. Exactly. Shame on them. I want yeah. to talk a little bit about a Supreme Court case that's waiting for cert, certiari. Uh, it hasn't been granted yet. Uh, it's a case of Anthony Novak versus the city of Parma. You guys familiar with this mm-hmm. case? I'm not, but let me let me explain yeah. what cert means. So if you want to get your case reviewed, if there's a law you're challenging or a conviction you're challenging or some government action you're challenging, and you go up through your state court uh, system. So you go to the trial court, you lose. You go to the court of appeals, you lose. You go to the Supreme Court of your state, whatever that's called, and they, then you lose. And it's a federal or a U.S. issue. You can go to the United States Supreme Court. That's called a petition for a writ of certiorari. And it's like C-E-R-T-I-A-R-O-I, blah, 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 blah. But cert, they call it. C-E-R-T, period. Um, and uh, the Supreme Court will vote on that. They, the justice will vote. Do we want to review right. this case? And they don't have to. So, so this case is awaiting that, Steve. So you, they are waiting on the cert vote. So, Brett, you, you and Steve will love this case. Mm. So w- what it is, uh, this particular gentleman, Anthony Novak, uh, created a Facebook page, which was a parody, a parody page of the Parma City Police Department. So he uh, he obviously thought the Parma City, Parma, Parma, Ohio, the city of Parma, he thought their PD was worthy of ridicule. So he created a parody page on Facebook. He was arrested, jailed, criminally charged by the city of Parma, acquitted at trial, and then filed a lawsuit for wrongful arrest and damages and all of that kind of thing. His case was thrown out by, it would be the Sixth Circuit, right, Steve? Isn't that, aren't we in the Sixth Circuit? Yes, Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. So they threw it out saying that the police had qualified immunity, okay? Well, that's fine in Norm Murdoch's opinion. That covers the individual police officers, but I don't think it should cover the city of Parma. So it's waiting uh, It's waiting for uh, a decision by the U.S. Supreme Court. I hope they take the case. The Onion, as you know, which is a parody <laughs> right. website, filed an amicus brief supporting a cert in this case. And basically their point, which is spot on, is that this is a freedom of speech case. Exactly. It's a freedom comment. of speech. You know, you should it's be It's Mad Magazine. Come ex- on. Exactly right. If you want to create a a page that makes fun of your local police department and or or your mayor. What was or, he charged with again? Or if you want to make a, a parody site that makes fun of Norm Murdoch. Okay. It's a free country. Go for it. It's Knock more, yourself It's more publicity out. for Norm Murdoch. Who gives My a rat? Well, there, it's... It, that's not so clear, like doing something. So what, what was he charged with? Oh, I don't know the exact charges, but I'm sure it was something like, uh, you know, falsifying, uh, you know, create whatever he was acquitted. of. He was charged criminally, charged with criminally, something to do, some conduct related to his website, making fun of the police. Exactly right. All right. So and acquitted and acquitted and was trial, found not trial. guilty. And That's he has right. sued the city and the police. That's correct. For I'd right. like to know what the cause of action was. Yeah. 
wrongful prosecution or we'll, we'll talk about well, okay, this next so, show so yeah, there's Anth- your assignment Anth- steve yeah, Anthony, anthony's parody page was let's modeled, bring on his attorney yeah it was modeled after the real department page it had the same name and profile picture but displayed the satirical satirical slogan we know crime so maybe it's because he mimicked too closely well, no. The, the Maybe problem is that people would be confused. I, I want to. I can understand why he would be acquitted. Maybe. I'm. I, I'm trying to figure out what his cause of action is. Is it a wrongful prosecution cause of action? Meaning, you guys, you government, wrongfully prosecuted me, and I'm going to sue you for that. You did it on purpose. And uh, the courts are saying no. There's immunity, meaning you're not allowed to do that. We have created this artificial, and I use the word artificial in a. It's not a legal sense. It's, they've created a law that says you're not allowed to sue the government. Um, because they're they're immune. Otherwise, we couldn't get government actors to do their job. Well, wow. uh, well okay. the immunity deep. issues yeah. are about as complicated as it gets. This, Qualified immunity, absolute immunity. I mean, th- yeah. these are really, really complicated problems. Right. So this is really, the Parma Police Department did not appreciate Anthony's crit- criticism, citing 11 calls that Parma residents made to a non-emergency line to either ask about or tattle on Anthony's parody page, police obtained a warrant for his arrest, searched his apartment, seized his electronics, charged him with a felony under an Ohio law that criminalizes using a computer a to, to, dis- to disrupt police operations. Yeah, pass the bong. Uh, pass right. the wow. bong. They're so, out of their minds. Now, so here's what they were doing. They were they tried to relate this. So what you can't do is you can't go, um, like you can't scramble a scanner or a right. police scanner. You can't. Uh, and he didn't do anything of the kind. They tried to, they tried to relate oh. it to something like that. And, yeah. Or if you're like at a scene and the police are trying to investigate, Whatever. you can't, uh, yeah. you know, you yeah. can't jam the. He must you can't put really a bubble gum lights yeah. up on the roof of your car and run right. around with a badge on. All the he didn't do any of he that. He didn't do any of that. Yeah. He just said he made fun he, of the cops. The cops didn't like it. The right. prosecutor got said their feelings hurt. That's it, all. Yeah. They got it's as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I wanted to update you. The Ohio Census came out um, the, from 2020. So some results, and I, I want to point out some things that I think put in perspective. And again, I'm not setting this up to say we shouldn't. I guess it just comes down to common sense in regards to things that we hear that should be taken care of and 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 those that have minority but have a really big voice. Okay, so yep. I'm laying that out. Okay, so now, since we're common sense Ohio, let's lay out the groundwork of who we are. We're 11.8 million people in this in this state. Just about 3% work outside of the state. So they're here. They're working inside the state. Most drive alone. <laughs> I love this. Though 2.2% of us walk to work, 1.4% of us take public transportation. Who gets the biggest voice in between those two? Public transportation. More people walk to work in this state than take public transportation, but we must fund public transportation. It's that, a joke. That, it's that, that, so that's insane. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, again, we live in Columbus. It could be a higher percentage in Columbus and Cleveland, you know, this is a state thing. But, and again, I say there is room for public transportation. There is. People need it. But we make so much focus of this thing. And it's because it's, it's, it's not because of the outcome of that proposed policy. It's because of the virtue of the policy itself right. at the, at the inception. Right. Right. And, you know, there's, it reminds me of Thomas Sowell in his book, uh, Basic Economics. He tells a story back in the, in uh, Jim Crow days. He took two cities. I don't think he even said which city it was, um, but there were two cities. And it was back in the days, and if you were uh, a black individual or citizen, you had to ride in the back of the bus. All right. So in one city, it was public transportation. The busing was run by the city. In another city, it was private. Mm-hmm. And within a very, in very short order, 
the private, privately owned busing company no longer enforced any rule about where black people had to sit in the bus. Mm-hmm. And in the public side, it was enforced rigidly. Mm-hmm. And you know, you would think why? Well, because during rush hour, there was no private carrier, racist as they may be, that would want uh, a half-empty bus. Right. <laughs> right? It just, right. It, it's stupid. Right. It was yeah. dumb. The government spending your money didn't care. Right. They right. didn't yeah. care. Their racist sure. crap ideology was more important. No skin in the game. Yeah. No skin right. in the game. Right. Yeah. Well, right. Just a, yeah, a few more things. Quart of, a quarter of us work in education, health care, or social assistance, which I think we pretty much knew. You know, it's who we are. Uh, medium household income, $58,000. We're a little bit lower than the nation, 64000 Our home ownership, 66%. It was funny. I thought it was interesting that uh, most of the homes in Ohio are in that 100000 to $200,000 realm, which is good. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's affordable home. I mean, yeah. you know, ultimately. Um, this one kind of caught me, and and I, I didn't realize the number. So 47.5% of residents... 15 plus are married. I don't know why they went down to 15, which is weird. Um, of married Ohioans, 15,700 are LGBTQ couples. Hold on a second. I want to go back to that marriage stat. Say it again. Mm-hmm. 47.5% of residents are married. Over the age of 15. Over 15. So why, why are, are they 15? trying to water that stat down? I don't know. Because if you took it over the age of 18, it probably goes up to something higher. I would think so. You would are think you so. Legally, can you get married at 15? Or I don't you, even understand what the number, why 15? And then the very next stat you gave sort of explains it. It's uh, like- It could be, the, yeah. It, it's not woke, like marriage has not become woke anymore. Yeah, right. So, and I guess I bring the point, I have lots of gay friends. I really am not that against the the, the gay marriage situation. I mean, I, I we can, we, that's not really a discussion for today. But my point is, there aren't that many that do have a big voice. 15,700 LGBTQ couples. So there's 15,700. Are they married or just couples? They're, they're, well, they, they classify, well, let's put it this way. That comprises 1% of married couples. So I think they're married. Yeah. Okay. That is one-tenth of 1% of the Ohio population. Point zero zero. It's pretty interesting when you say it right. that way. So, so Dopey so, Colleen Marshall so at the debate. So it's just not that big that, of a number. Exactly. We shouldn't, I'm not saying they not that up. listen to them. But they have such a big voice, but it's 15,700 of them. You'd think it would be a half a million. Most of those people do not do not want to argue about anything. I don't think they do either. That, no. I'm going to no, that point, is, too. They don't. Hang it's on. probably it's a, a fraction list. of hang that on. number. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's virtue signaler. Exactly. It's virtue signaler they want to non-gays, non-lesbians yes. that want to utilize that yes. to bash other people. Most most gays, most lesbians, as you know, can be a variety of things. Oh they gosh. can be liberal. They can be conservative. They're gun-carrying. Right. So here's the point. Yeah. In the goddamn debate between Vance and Ryan, that very issue, the LGTQ BLT sandwich coalition, which doesn't exist as a coalition, because within that group of people... Are a, they're as diverse as hetero people are. They are not a coalition, but it is presented that way in order to brickbat conservatives with the idea. So Colleen Marshall at the debate is asking questions about that very, quote, community, which is not a community, which is an interest group used to bash conservatives. 
as being somehow prejudiced against people in that community, which conservatives are not, are not. Conservatives don't care who do you go to bed with, who you sleep with. They don't care about any of that. As long as you don't hurt other people, they don't care what you do in your private life. That's what a conservative believes. Okay, unlike liberals who are very worried about what you do and very worried about who you sleep with and very worried about what color you are. Or even who you do business with. Exactly. They are all about identity. Conservatives don't give a crap about your identity. So Colleen Marshall's asking Vance all these questions about what you're going to do vis-a-vis LGTQ, BLT sandwich people. And his answer should have been, I'm not running for Supreme Court justice. Okay, those decisions are made above my pay grade. Exactly. But hey, this is what the media likes to focus on. That's a great point, Brett, and it's it's one that drives me nuts. And it's and it's one that more and more gay and lesbian conservatives are are addressing head on and saying, "Hey, wait a minute, you know." This has nothing to do with Republicans versus Democrats. You're exploiting, you're once again mm-hmm. using identity politics to split us up as a society and get us to fight each other. It's like saying you have black skin, therefore you must be That's a right. criminal because I know a black criminal. Exactly right. Or right. you have white skin, so you must be a racist because I know some white yeah, racists. Right. I, I just right. think I think that number puts things in perspective. It does. You think that it's such a larger group, and it's not. It does. It, it exists, of course. Right. But why do we make so, think? Such a big dig, damn deal about dig all into this. So why? And that's that. Right. Follow, follow the, the money. Follow the, the power. Follow the money. Power. Exactly. You go. Right. Money. That power. Answer, that answers it right there. It's a way to divide us and and yeah. put some common sense into deep, that. I discussion. deeply resent that. I deeply resent yeah. people because, using wedge issues right. to divide us. There, I have met gay men who I don't like. I have met gay men who I'm very good friends with, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make any difference to me. No. Just like hetero men. And I've met, like you, Norm, <laughs> I tolerate you, but you right. <laughs> I hate you. Right. <laughs> hey, there's a funny story. Um, a, a wild turkey, uh, the, the police in Miami Township, Ohio, tried to arrest a wild turkey that uh, <laughs> guilty of breaking and entering. Oh, that's, it flew that. through a window in some lady's house, Okay, and I think she was in reasonable fear for her life. She probably had the right to use deadly force. If she would have shot that thing, she'd probably been charged with. Uh, well, ODNR would have yeah. been oh, you know, yeah. hunting hunting yeah. a turkey in your house. The brown out of season, or something. Out of, it might be in season. But soon. Uh, there's body cam video, people. If you want to go out there and and duck duck go this or Google it, whatever search engine. Um, there's uh, Miami Township police have body cam video of the police trying to trap this wild turkey. The turkey got away. It's still wanted for breaking and entering. It went back out the window and left a big mess of feathers all over the damn yeah, place. Anybody who's tried to hunt turkeys or killed a turkey and had a, I mean, these are big, mean oh, animals. Oh, yeah. They oh, are yeah. big and mean. Oh, I have yeah. seen turkeys shred decoys. She called and, the cops. The cops said, well, uh, you know, we're, we'll come. This first case for us of, of, of a wild turkey uh, breaking and entering. Like discriminatory behavior to me. But hey, no. to the police's credit, now, now I, you got to love this. They stayed afterwards and helped her board up the window. 
Yeah, there you go. There you I go. mean, that is damn good public yeah. service. I'm surprised there's not, a, there's not a meme going around with wild turkey bottle. Right. <laughs> it's like, ma'am, you have wild turkey there? <laughs> All right. Well, with that, with I mean, that, that could have been her Thanksgiving dinner, right? With there. that, we got to wrap it up. But uh, so another, I mean, it, go, it flies by. Why does it fly by? Because it's so awesome. Common Sense Ohio coming your way. Roundtable slash Common Sense Ohio coming your way uh, here at the 511 studios. And by the way, I, I do want to add one more thing. If you want concrete in Central Ohio, good luck because it's all going to build the Intel factory so that's just my two my my rant for the day that's not even a rant but anyway common sense ohio we have uh uh we spoke to the web builder we have spoken to uh the marketer things are uh things are moving fast so uh tune in for the new uh drop on the new rs feed what are they called the rss feed rss yeah. i don't yeah. know what that it's means coming soon. it's coming, coming soon, soon. Yeah. so uh with that we will wrap it up here on october 12th 2022 Common Sense Ohio, at least until now.